Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? My name is Josh Raymer, and we are back for another episode of the Big 3 Podcast. It's another night here in the illustrious Sode Shack. I am joined by two handsome devils, two former champions, to my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Woo! My heart is beating fast. I'm about 32 ounces of Monster in. Uh, feeling a little weird. How often do you mess with Monster? Not often. So, uh, new experience. Uh, Your pupils are like all the way yeah. dilated. Sweating, uh, hearts racing, ready to talk some IDP, baby. Adam, you're talking so fast right now. I can't see anything. <laughs> the monster done made you blind. Oh, no. That's fine. You didn't make any notes on the doc anyway. So That's right. Well, that's, hey, I did my part, baby. I put out a, a tweet that got 24 likes, baby. Hollywood. <laughs> you have been killing the tweet game. Your, t- your tweet game has been real strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there, man. We're uh, we're just building the brand the best we can, you know. You see how the division of labor breaks down with the big three. Um, Markham handles the Twitter game. I produce the podcast, and Bobby does all the manual labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. around yes, the sewed shack. It's accurate. When that acoustic paneling needs to go up, Bobby will be in here. Cut off shirt. Heck yeah. He uh, just fixed your door? Yeah. He did fix my door. That is a true statement. Invoices in the mail. We were watching the end of the Western Kentucky football game, and uh, our beloved Tops lost to Central Arkansas, a Division uh, 1AA team. Mm. So that yeah. was cool. Not a great start. Not a great start at all. <laughs> but uh, a great start to tonight's podcast. We have a guest, first time in the Soad Shack. It's my beloved little brother, Connor Raymer, joining us to talk about all things Colts tonight. Connor, how are you? I'm in a great spot. So I just had our uh, dynasty quarterback just retire. Uh, for has about 10 years left. Just entered his prime. Uh, our alma mater just lost tonight to a D1 AA school. So I'm in a great space right now. I'm excited to be here. And, yeah, let's get this thing rolling. I can tell from the fact that you're uh, double fist and white claws right now that you're yeah. in a great space mentally, for sure. Uh, but Khan's coming in. We're going to talk. Yeah, got to do it. Andrew Luck news as well as tonight's IDP Battle Royale. We're going to wrap up round four with the NFC South versus the AFC South. And um, we're going to have the hot seat segments brought to you by the Volcano Burrito from Taco Bell. As well as some news. So let's get into uh, some shout-outs here before we get going with the hot seat, guys. And right off the top, we want to thank our guy, IDP Tipster, Gary Van Dyke. Uh, IDP Tipster is hosting our podcast now on his website, the idptipster.com, the exclusive host of the Big 3 podcast. So huge shout-out to Gary. Gary, thanks so much for uh, you know giving us the platform and been retweeting a lot of our stuff on Twitter and putting out a lot of his own tweets promoting the show. So big love to IDP Tipster. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot, Gary, for, uh, yeah, for reaching out and asking us to, to do this. Also, yeah, shout out to uh, the Dynasty Chef, uh, Steve, and uh, Jordan Rains. Jordan Rains, yep. Mm-hmm. Helping out there on uh, theidptipster.com. Yep, good fellas. Uh, it's been nice getting to know them. Uh, very appreciative uh, of 
uh, Gary, and uh, thanks for hosting us, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still wild, Bobby. I think you were saying that you were driving the other day, and it was like people like listen to our podcast <laughs> and follow us on Twitter. Like, it's, I don't think that still has sunk in yet. Still kind of bizarre. It's weird. Yeah, it really is. And I want to shout out the listeners, and you know, Gary uh, plays a piece in this too, hosting the 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 podcast on his website. Guys, we are now on page one of Google when you search IDP podcast. So thank you to all the Russian bots who have ballooned our <laughs> listens and pushed us to this place. The six or seven listeners that we have in the uh, listener league, yeah. plus the Russian bots, yeah. thank you, have gotten where we are, and we're Agreed. very appreciative. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I know something funny we didn't talk about, I don't think, yet. Um, your daughter is actually a big fan of our original podcast, the XFFL pod. Loves it. She loves that theme song that we have on there. It's pissed off every night I come to do this for you all because she can't come. She uh, she begs me to be on the podcast, so just go ahead and uh, go ahead and program that in. She'll have to uh, intro us here pretty soon. We'll have yeah, to do an early one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe what's her bedtime? Eight o'clock? Nine o'clock? Hey. You know, eight ish. Eight ish. Yeah, yeah. We could do one early. Yeah. Have her she, on the pod. That'd be awesome. She'd love it. I'll pay you. I'll yeah. pay you. All right, Naomi. Yeah, coming here soon. We're gonna we'll get, get you on. on the pod. Heck yeah. All right, guys. So let's do uh, the IDP hot seat presented by the Volcano Burrito at Taco Bell. Connor, we have to ask, anytime a, a guest comes into the Soad Shack, what is your go-to order at Taco Bell? Go-to order would be a number seven, no lettuce, soft shell with a large Diet Mountain Dew. Mm. And I just want to add a cliff note here. You can't go wrong with any of the Pepsi products at Taco Bell. They are in the top tier of what they offer drink-wise at a fast food establishment. So and I know they've upped their game food-wise in terms of their content and everything else over the last few years. So uh, number seven, soft shell, no lettuce. That is the go-to with fire sauce as well. That, mm. The tacos. What is that? Yeah. That is a uh, chicken quesadilla, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, soft shell taco, no lettuce, and a large Diet Mountain Dew with fire sauce. Love it. The soft shell taco is underrated at Taco Bell. Yeah, it's a classic. That's a good order. Is that, is that, are you messing with the seven, Bobby? No, I, I, eh, I like the uh, loaded griller, the Chipotle chicken loaded griller, a little bit better. But uh, that soft shell taco with the fire, the fire is the best sauce I like. I like Diablo every once in a while, but yeah, fire for the most part. I think part. the fire is the best sauce they offer. Best flavor. But yeah, I'm, I didn't I haven't messed with that in a while. The quesadilla or uh, quesadilla, mm-hmm. um, but I do remember that being a good item. Mm-hmm. Bobby, what did you say you tried the other day? It was like the dessert item. Yeah, the uh, Cinnabons. Yeah, uh, those are good. They're awesome. They're Connor, really have you good. done the little Cinnabon dessert balls yet? I haven't done anything dessert-wise on Taco Bell's menu. About as exotic as I've gotten is probably the Fiesta potatoes that mm. they have. My wife loves those. And, of course, she eats like two bites of them. She's done with them. But mm. those are really good as well. But, no, I haven't done any dessert items there. With the week you've had, you deserve... Uh, you know, you should treat yourself. Yeah. Get a churro or something like something. that. Something. Yeah. You deserve yeah. a, a Need couple to get churros. something. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Need sure. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a rough week. No doubt. Yeah. We love you, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a sec. But guys, let's do the IDP hot seat. And this week, Bobby, it's your boy, mm-hmm. not the quarterback of the Bills, the defensive end slash linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. Josh Allen. Let's talk, Mr. Josh Allen. Your team name in XFFL is the Josh Allens because oh, you have yeah. both. I'm both of them. Do you still have the quarterback, I Josh do. Allen? Okay, good. Yes, sir. I didn't want that team name to be rendered obsolete. Love both of them very much. So, Josh Allen, he popped in the week three game against the Dolphins. He had four tackles, 
Two tackles for loss. Limited playing time, of course. Didn't play the whole game. Markham, your boy, IDP with B, actually has him at DN13 over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com in his rankings right now and says that he could lead rookie defensive ends in sacks. Wow, love that. That's someone that I always pay attention to. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's He's always... Right about guys like that. So mm-hmm. shout out to IDP with B. That's mm-hmm. right. And I went looking for the single season sack record for the SEC. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, there was Josh Allen, two ahead of the next closest guy mm-hmm. with his 17 sacks last year in 2018. Yeah, I looked through his stats as a player at UK. He never missed a game in his four-year career, which is awesome. Uh, 224 tackles, 41 tackles for loss, 31 and a half sacks, uh, 15 hurries. Man, gosh. And the SEC, we all know what that is, you know. It's, awesome. I mean, it's basically like the minor leagues for the NFL. Yeah. He so, looked great in the game that you were talking about against Miami, you know, shedding a lot of tackles to make, um, you know, make the play. Gosh, getting in the backfield, just disrupting everything. And, again, it's the preseason, so I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. But he looks super fast. I saw something today where they said that they were going to tweak uh, whatever it is they're doing to get both Yannick and uh, Josh Allen, I saw that too together. Wow. That's I mean, exciting. They, they, that is that is one little concern is they get, they got a lot of talent on that line. So what's the rotation going to look like? How many snaps is he going to get? Yeah, that's um, the question too with Calais. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Calais he could be getting phased out. You he could be. Know. I mean, he's older. Um, and my thing too with Calais would be, you know, he's older. He's a little bit bigger. You know, size wise, he was standing beside Allen the other day. Uh, you know, something on Twitter. He was just telling him he had an awesome game. And Calais is a much larger man. But why so would you? Big. Why would you maybe not consider moving Calais to D tackle? You know, I don't think that's a horrible move. Not not necessarily all game long, but maybe from time to time, just yeah. so th- those three guys can rush the quarterback at one I'm time. Sh- I'm sure they'll have packages like that. Yeah, you know, they're probably going to be pretty exotic. I would say with. Yeah. Just the amount of talent they have. Kind of know you. You watch a lot of the UK football games. Was Josh Allen a guy that popped for you last year before coming into the uh, NFL draft? Oh, there's no doubt. And I think I think Bobby hit pretty well on all the you know the stats and figures and everything that makes him impressive. But you know, as as true football fans know, there's just something to be said about a guy that's just a true disruptor, and sometimes stats can't keep up with. And that's Josh Allen. I remember texting. Josh and Dad, obviously, as big Colts fans, knowing he was going to the AFC South <laughs> pre-Andrew Luck retirement, but even still now as a Colts fan. And it was a night terror situation, knowing that that guy being added to an already just stacked defense was going to be chasing around a quarterback who at the time was obviously injury prone. And he was just somebody who is maybe not a Darius Leonard comp, but he is just somebody that's long, athletic, and he finds the ball. He has a knack for making plays. I mean, th- there's a reason this guy was, uh, well, temporarily, I guess, on a banner outside of the NFL draft for the NFL, did what they did and, and made lame decisions and had it taken down. But he's a stud. I think he will have a, a phenomenal career and flourish there in Jacksonville. 6'5", 260. That's wow. big. Yeah. Think about and think about how much bigger Calais Campbell looked next yeah. to him. That exactly. just tells you how big Calais Campbell is. Yeah, that uh, definitely could have played a part in why Luck retired, knowing that he's going to face this guy. Yeah, he's or like, this good line. lord. Can I <laughs> no <get> thanks. A <laughs> break? Yeah, Clowny Watt. This dude now, Jarrell Casey. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Just my life is yeah going to be rough sledding. Yeah. Well, let's get into it, guys. That was the IDP hot seat brought to you by the Volcano Burrito Taco Bell. Do yourselves a favor. 
A, become a sponsor of this podcast, and B, for the love of God, bring back the Volcano Burrito for Come our on. friend Adam. Need that lava sauce. Do you just pour it all over your face in the parking lot at like <laughs> oh, 3 a.m.? I've been there. I've been, I've been, I've been at a low point <laughs> in that parking lot. <laughs> you definitely have. I've seen you. I've driven past it and been like, is that Adam? Yeah, it was parking me. lot. Yeah, that was tough. Let's uh, let's move on, guys. At what time do you think you'll get to bed tonight with this monster flowing through your veins? Uh, I hope just before you know four a.m. That'd be <laughs> a relief at this point. Just I've noticed you taking your phone cord and wrapped it around your neck. I'm starting yeah. to worry that you're just gonna like pull it tight and yeah, just uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of stuff just going through my head right now, Josh. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's transition now uh, into. The big news from the weekend, uh, besides Adam potentially having a life-threatening heart attack here in the Sochek, uh, yes, we have to talk about it. Uh, we we don't have to spend too much time on it because it's been that it's been beat like a dead horse. But Andrew Luck did retire from the NFL. A uh, big part of the reason we wanted to bring Connor in tonight. We are both diehard Colts fans. Have been since uh, Lux, or I'm sorry, Peyton's second season. Uh, so going on, gosh, almost uh, 20, 20 years of fandom, yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, this has been sort of the hot topic in the national discourse for the past four or five days. So I just have a few things sort of getting a chance to reflect on it that I'll say, obviously, it's a gut punch for Colts fans. Connor, I think you said just basically 10 years of memories just evaporated. Uh, and here's the thing. You could tell from his press conference that Luck was not happy. He was miserable. He was mentally in a very bad place. And so as a person, you want the best for him. But the the timing was poor. Like, there's no arguing that this left the Colts in a really bad spot. Um, and that's not just coming from Colts fans. I thought one of the most interesting things was, I don't know if you all saw the Chris Mortensen where he retweeted Steve Berline's comments, Steve Berline, a former NFL quarterback. And Chris said when he retweeted it, the take here by Steve Berline is something I have heard from other retired NFL QBs, but they were off the record. Retire in February or March, but never in August. So I think that was where you saw a lot of the backlash was not the decision. I think in the wake of this happening, we were talking with a lot of you know, our family and other Colts fans just saying we still would have been shocked and, you know, devastated, but we wouldn't have been angry if he had retired, say, after the season was over in January or February. Um, so, Con, where do you come down on this? You know, you've had some time to process it. Talking to you Saturday night, I know you were upset, but uh, what's your take on the whole the whole luck situation? It's it's I don't know how many days outside of it we are, but it's I'm in my Andrew Luck jersey right now. It, it's just such a hard pill to swallow. I'm still mourning. Here's the thing, and it's it, the biggest the biggest thing going back to all of this is that, like Josh mentioned, there's over for us at least there's over 20 plus years invested in this, and what will never be answered for Colts fans is this is the biggest what could have been in my opinion for essentially this generation of sports fans, especially NFL fans, because 
This guy was the pass the torch guy from Peyton Manning. Okay, we're talking about a guy that has far superior playoff Super Bowl stats than a Tom Brady type guy, and he he's still tossed around in the greatest quarterback of all time discussion. So when you really step back and you examine the the gravity, the whole situation, it's just it's it's massive, it's huge. It's it was like Josh said, it was a gut punch. I'm obviously still not taking it well. It's just one of those things, like Josh said, with the former quarterbacks chiming in, you know, whether it's off the record, actually said, whatever. There's a lot of people that think that way, that think that, you know, it's just poor timing at best in the whole situation. So it's it's hard to swallow. I, I think it will always be one of those what-if scenarios. I, I don't know exactly what caused it. I think what struck me the most is he mentioned a lot of things outside of the physical issues and limitations that were causing him to retire. At basically my age, I'm 28, he's 29. Uh, so it was weird to see a guy your age go up there and talk about the, the pain and the anguish that he was going through. And he talked about potentially losing his marriage uh, if that injury didn't happen. Um, you know, obviously going to the Netherlands for treatments, rumors of stem cell treatments, rumors of an alleged snowboard accident that, you know, worsened that shoulder when he had that major injury. Um, obviously he's got a kid on the way. He's recently married. There's so many things going on that just try to figure out what, what led you to this mindset? What led you to this decision? So it's hard to swallow. It's hard to process. I, I, you know, at best, it's just one of those things that you're appreciative of for six of the eight years that he played, but to replace a guy like Manning and what was there, it's just, I don't know. It just, it'll, it'll always make you wonder. Yeah. And I saw some points, you know, why couldn't he just maybe go on IR, you know, IR boomerang eight, eight, to, you know, return what around week eight, yeah, you know, and then just see where you're at. And then if you, you know, just make one final push and then go out. But he must have been just in a really dark spot. It, it was had to be all mental. I don't think the physical was as much of it as the mental. It was just a really interesting week because, you know, did you see the the uh, Gronkowski uh, little press conference he did? I did not. He got mm-hmm. really choked up and emotional and, and talked, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of the Luck stuff, but mm-hmm. he talked about how he was just not happy playing football and mm-hmm. his body was beat up. And uh, it, it, it's a, I think that a lot of these guys are more conscious of that stuff and, and how their careers are going to be and how they're going to be affected down the line. So I think you're seeing that play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you're going to continue seeing that be a, a factor. And yeah. we're going to probably see more and more of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and uh, I think it was perhaps our guys that took over the XFFL pod, Nico, I think, made the point that it's not just – you know, a lot of the, and I'll get to this, but like a lot of the backlash was against, oh, blood's a millennial, they're soft. Mm-hmm. It's more about the fact that millennials look at work differently. Yeah. Whereas our parents and our grandparents especially would stay at the same place for 30 or 40 years and have a career. Mm-hmm. Millennials don't work like that. They're more likely to want to try different things and yeah. have different work experiences. Uh, but Connor, something you said uh, was that this is the the great what if minus the tragedy but of like Lynn bias you know as far as like a big sports what if mm-hmm. you know because you can't really make the argument that luck fulfilled his potential he gave us some great years some really entertaining games I mean one of my favorite memories I don't think I'll ever have a football game memory as special to me as that comeback against the Chiefs I mean I'm sure you remember end of the game that's the loudest i've ever heard a stadium before 
Yeah, we were at, you know, a ton of RCA Dome games. We were at Lucas Oil games, but me, Josh, and Dad, and was Allie there as well? Allie was there. Uh, we were fortunate enough to be in the actual end zone that the Luck fumble recovery took place in. I mean, you talk about, I think, playoff-wise, it's either first or second biggest playoff comeback of all time. Yeah, that was a special, special game to be at. So it's just to to go from – that just seems like such a distant memory from, from now till then. So – Obviously, like Lynn Bias, like I mentioned, there's a ton of great examples you could make. Um, you know, a ton of athletes that have gotten injured or just had cards fall the wrong way for them, bad management, bad teammates around them, whatever it is. But I, I just, I mean, Josh, you hit the nail on the head. I cannot think of a bigger gut punch sports wise. And I'm biased, obviously, just like you are. But this was a guy that people know. I mean, he was a. There was maybe five guys on earth right now that are as good or better than he is at, at what he does, and he had to step away. So, hey, whatever it is, I hope he finds his peace, but damn, that doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. He's going to the XFL, baby. What if he was? <laughs> I, I would, Honest to God, I would not even be mad. Just because that would be, be such yeah. a like genius marketing thing for the XFFL. XFFL, God. Sounds Not our fantasy league. <laughs> I had to really think about that. Uh, yeah, you time. really do, because I'm so used F's. to saying yeah. two Fs in there. But uh, yeah, for the XFL to, you know, with Oliver Luck as the commissioner, sign his son, recently yeah. retired, that would be... That would be... You would hate his guts if that's what he's doing, right? Well, there's... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Colts specifically in his contract, when he signed that big contract, they have a non-compete with the XFL because they knew Oliver Luck would be involved. So huh. I, I don't I, I don't have that on the 100% authority, but it, it's, you know, that I'm fairly certain that was part of their contract, knowing he was going from West Virginia AD to the XFL potentially commissioner that he could have absolutely zero uh, potential to switch to any other leagues, especially considering his dad was so involved, not only collegially, but now with a new professional league. Buzzkill. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that would have been so crazy. But anyways, uh, Bobo, what did you think as far as um, – did you have any thoughts on the whole Lux situation? I mean, I guess my only thought would be, I wonder how many other players he bounced this decision off of. And that might have come out, and y'all know – I. You know, I'm sure T.Y. knew, or maybe, hopefully he knew. You know, hopefully, know, man. hopefully he just asks a couple other people. Like, I hey, think man, he talked to his parents. I think he talked to his wife. And I was telling uh, my wife, Allie, I said, I think that getting married really changed things. Yeah. I think <laughs> uh, being, I didn't realize he had a kid on the way. I think that changes things. And it mm-hmm. gets you thinking long term about your life and mm-hmm. what you want for your life. Yeah. And right now, just with the changes that he had been going through personally, it probably felt like that trajectory of his happiness with his life away from football was not going to be able to mesh with his unhappiness around football. And in his, you know, post game, uh, you know, little conversation that he had with the media. Um, I guess it wasn't necessarily a press conference because it was kind of unannounced. It's kind of impromptu press conference. But yeah. he did ke- kind of keep talking back to the whole um, torn labium, labrum, whatever it is. So you were thinking of a female reproductive part <laughs> meets yeah meets the shoulder. <laughs> My apologies to the big three IDP fans. Um, he did kind of keep going back and forth to that. I don't know. There'd be a lot of fans who think he had a torn labia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have to uh completely uh switch gears here but um anyways yeah, so what were y'all gonna say I'm, I'm completely, yeah bobby's gone we'll running off the rails <laughs> uh 
Oh, Let baby. him collect his thoughts. We were talking before y'all got here about his um, his calf injury, and maybe that that was going to be something that you know lingered into the season and really you know got him struggling with actual like rehab versus actually playing games. And I don't know, maybe that was worse off than people were you know hoping it was. Because I know I think you even joked on our other podcast about well. You know, he'll play week one of 2020, you know, because he's, he's been through that before. So it is, it was starting to feel a little like 2017, but obviously a calf, ankle, not as detrimental to a quarterback as your shoulder not working. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to move around, obviously, but I mean, you could numb that thing up and grit through it. But mm-hmm. that, that injury was a lot worse. And I think I said when this happened, this story has yet to be written. Yeah, it's and like I told Josh, my biggest thing I go back to, and and, I'm not this big conspiracy theory truther type guy. Here's my thing though: Andrew Luck has not been cut on in over two two and a half years. He has had the best doctors in the world. I'm talking private jet flying around everywhere, just like the shoulder going to the Netherlands to have the surgery. He's been going everywhere to figure out what's going on. They have the best imaging, the best doctors looking at him. And I'm in no way trying to insinuate that I'm I'm doubting that the guy's going through pain. My biggest thing I circle back to, just like I said from the beginning, and this this makes me the most sad about the entire situation, not to be the buzzkill, but if you have the best doctors in the world looking at you since March, the best imaging, and no one can find anything, no one can pinpoint anything, and you keep reiterating at your press conference that this is, I'm not only physically exhausted, I'm mentally exhausted. If I didn't have that injury last year, it would have cost me my marriage. What exactly was it that caused this? If there's nothing going on that could have pinpointed or diagnosed this injury, it's changed two and three different times since it came out in March, and we cannot pinpoint what it is. Hey, whatever it is for Andrew, I love the six of the eight years we got to have with him. I wish him the best. It's just, I think, like Josh said, there's this story is not yet written, and I think there's going to be more that's going to come out here as the weeks go by. Hey, it's going to be one heck of a thirty for thirty, baby. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'll I'll definitely watch it because I think I mean this started out as a calf strain and now he's retired. Think about that. Like what? I mean, it's just so bizarre. We could sit here and talk about this. For, he left uh, fifty-eight million on the table. Yeah. According to Jim Irsay, according to Jim Irsay, he left half a billion yeah. on the table. And I one thousand percent. When you think about contracts, what he kind of got because I, I looked at his, you know, having one hundred forty million. Is that right for his deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a value for Andrew oh, Luck definitely. when you look at like quarterback values. So for you know Jim Irsay to come out there and essentially not taunt, mm-hmm. I think that's another good thing. Bobby brought up how did this leak? Number one, you got a guy showing up as the franchise quarterback in a workout cult shirt, obviously unprepared, crying. His parents still haven't landed in Indy to make his retirement announcement. I mean, this is like an onion. There's going to be so many layers to peel back and figure out. Mm-hmm. How do we get to this point? How did it leak while he's on the sideline with everybody? How do we land at this point, like Josh said, where we go from, mm-hmm. well, he's at worst case scenario, this is another 2016, 2017 scenario where Jim Mersey dupes the ticket holders into renewing on the pretense that their quarterback's going to be there. And he knew good and well that there was a potential that he wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. So weird, weird status right now. For the Colts, uh, it's just heartbreaking. Two, mm-hmm. three weeks here before we start the season. Mm-hmm. Damn. Does jet fuel melt still beams? <laughs> it might have melted Ursay's brain. It's funny, you know, Ursay has taken a lot of crap, you know, because he has all this off-the-field stuff going on. But, like, 
Remember that quote he had about mm-hmm. the it's between Andrew's ears. It's like the six inch field between mm-hmm. his ears. Like everyone yeah. was like, well, he's so Ursi's so stupid and so weird and just drugged mm-hmm. out. But like maybe he knew he knew something. I yeah. think there's been some stuff percolating I've for a couple of years it was here. Kind of odd though that Ursi like Ursi uh, would uh, kind of call him out. Publicly. He did. But you're right, Connor, about that. You know, the fact that this thing got. Who leaked broke. it? The, the way it did was had just to be terrible. Ursa. It just, had to be Ursa. It, that it, it, it just never had a chance. Just the whole thing was just so bad mm-hmm. and poorly and, done. And that speaks to another thing too, which was obviously Colts fans have been getting roasted on Twitter. The ones at the game specifically for booing Luck as he went off the field. But you know, the the second thing that I wanted to say about this is like you. You'd think it was the Kentucky Derby with all the high horses people jumped on this past week to destroy the Colts fans for booing. And it's like, yes, was that wrong? Yes, it was. There's no doubt about it. But let's stop with like the virtue signaling and painting all the Colts fans with this broad brush of like, y'all are a bunch of spoiled, entitled brats. You don't deserve luck. You booed them. It's like there were 200 people there. It's the end of a preseason game. They are drunk. And they yeah. are mad that they had to stay to the end of that game and pay full price for those tickets. I'd have booed anyone yeah. that came off the field. What, what's this to come across the phone saying he ain't, he's retired? Well, I'm looking right at him. <laughs> that wasn't even country at him. That was like Civil War at Yeah, him. that was Adam <laughs> dropping back into time about 200 years there. Yeah. But, it's on uh, the phone. <laughs> but yeah, that would be very confusing if you're, the, if you're at that game. Yeah. White claw deep. Yeah, you know all the all the weird stuff that's already surrounding luck, and then you just get the alert. He's retiring. <laughs> there yeah. he is. <laughs> he's right. I'm looking at him. Yeah. He's yeah. right there. He's not retired. Like so it would have been just bizarre. Just yeah, the weirdest situation ever. You just maybe they booed because they were scared, and that's just what happened. That's the sound that came out of their mouth. Just to, you don't know what you're gonna do when you're in shock like that. Really, that was yeah. what it was. These, these people were just in shock. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like at least pe- they didn't throw anything. At least yeah, it didn't. It's like uh, turn into an art test. Uh, yeah, melee situation. Yeah, it turned into throwing <laughs> beers at Luck as he comes off. But like, it's like we get it, people on Twitter. You would never ever boo somebody. Like, let's just sick. calm down. Yeah. Luck, uh, Shout out Meta World Peace. Storm the stands and just started knocking people out. <laughs> would you feel better about the retirement if he did that, Connor? <laughs> Dude, he's a beast. I mean, people are sleeping on him if they don't think he'll run up in the crowd and just wreck like four fourths of all of them. It, it was a it was a horrible scenario. I mean, the the virtue signaling media that wants to come out and say, you know, the two hundred, like Josh said, drunk dot. Who the hell is left at an at a you know, preseason game at that point to even make a comment otherwise of, you know, hey, your franchise quarterback just retired when the books have you as a preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's just ridiculous. It's an easy, it's a low hanging fruit for the media to take a narrative and run with preseason football. But yes, I would love nothing more than to have seen Andrew run up in the crowd and just wreck two or three of those. <laughs> Just Indiana idiots that were booing him. I get it. You're the diehards. You are the true, you're the true blue Colts fans because you're there on a preseason game. But you cannot be booing a guy that gave you six of eight great years like that. So it just in general, I mean that that just adds, especially when he acknowledged it at the press conference. It just adds to the entire legacy of mm-hmm. that was heartbreaking. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, it's it, it's it's a it's a hard enough pill to swallow. We're all human. Obviously, he is. This yeah. is a byproduct of that. Whether it's mental, physical, both, whatever. But 
to to see him acknowledge that and like I mentioned, I don't know, I won't beat this drum, but to hear him go back, watch the press conference. I have multiple times and it's hard to do, but realize how many times he acknowledges and gives credence to the fact that this is not just physical. There's a lot more to this than this. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. This almost cost me my marriage if I didn't have that shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as Josh said, he's about to be a father. It's just, it, it is it is one of the more bizarre scenarios I've ever seen. I think there's a lot to be said about who actually leaked this for it to get to this point because I think that's the biggest thing that goes untalked about. Mm-hmm. Don't blame the fans for reacting like fans. Mm-hmm. Blame whoever leaked this for a guy like Andrew. Don't blame Adam Schefter for doing his job. Who gave the info to Adam? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers either. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, got a little bit of a distaste in you know a lot of people's mouths. I think that Luck is a class act, you know. Oh yeah, he's beloved. He got back on uh, something this week on Twitter, and literally, like, it just shows a highlight reel of people hitting him and sacking him. I guess all the last couple of years, and Thank you, good him hit. just being like, yeah. "Yeah, good hit, bro. Good hit, good hit. Yeah, awesome job. Way to get back here." He hey, always man. sounded like he had a goober in his what throat. What a class guy. Yeah. I'll miss that. Uh, <laughs> so IDP fallout here for the luck news. Do y'all see this as good for Darius Leonard? That's kind of been the common thing popping up with the IDP community. I think so. It's not a mm-hmm. bad thing for Leonard. I don't think, yeah, I agree. I think it can only help to have the offense. He's um, probably cemented as your uh, first linebacker off the board. Not that he wasn't already anyway. He was a lot seen- of people were calling for regression just because his tackle efficiency was so high. But yeah. Now, I think this definitely helps. Yeah, there should be a lot more snaps. You, you figure that the offense isn't going to be able to sustain as many drives. I, I think Brissett's going to surprise people and do well. I think he'll but, be fine. He'll but, be better than he was two years but ago. But it's not going to be Andrew Luck. No, exactly. You know? It's definitely uh, a step back. So I think that, that definitely helps the defense, and it'll get Leonard more more snaps, more snaps, more stats, baby. But yep. how many more snaps can Leonard get you know i mean he had i think the thing was sticking close to where he was last year so he had 163 um combined tackles last year i don't have in front of me i wish that i could see like the percentage like he had um you know of snaps that he was on the field this has got to help more than anything um the guy they're saying it might be coming in some on third down bobby okariki yes correct I don't know. I, I see it helping him probably a little bit more than if Luck were still there. They're, they're probably going to be using him a little bit more. I mean, Leonard might be exhausted. You know, if, I don't know. Well, I think the big thing that everyone was worried about was that the defense wouldn't be on the field as much because the offense would be, mm-hmm. more, you know, improved. Humming. It would be humming, yeah. And so this helps to, you know, mitigate that concern just a little bit. It, um, yeah, a little bit, but I'm not. I think Brissett will be fine. I mean, look at what they've surrounded Luck with, you know. And you're sure it's Andrew Luck, and you're going to Jacoby Brissett, but you know now Brissett has been three years on the team, so he's, he's going into his third year with the so team. So now That's he's right. he's learned the offense. He struggled some, which is good, you know, for a young quarterback. You want them to struggle and see what they need to do differently. I don't know, man. I, I tried to get Brissett in, you know, our main league just because I needed a QB, but. Man, you look at the receivers he can throw to, you look at the running backs behind him, you look at all these freaking tight ends that he has, and the defense will, you know, will give him the ball back. They're gonna have a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Man, look, I'm not I'm not I'm not and I know I'm being optimistic with two Colts fans here, but I'm not 
I mean, the AFC South is going to be wide open. Houston will be fine, um, but I'm not. I'm not crowning them just yet. The Jags are going to be okay, and then obviously you've got the Titans are going to be the worst team in the league. But yeah, also man. like the corners they got there, and, and uh, who was the that guy they drafted at corner? Rocky yeah, Rocky Sin. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably gonna, him. He's, he'll probably be pretty good. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked him up in XFFL. I then like you got Houston that came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Houston. People sleep on Gaither. Yep. Um, yeah, I, that defense should be better. Should than be last year. Hopefully, a top ten defense. This may mm-hmm. finally be the year that the defense puts it together. I just wanted to to your point, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard played ninety one point three percent of the snaps. That's pretty high. He played nine hundred and fifty six snaps for the Colts last year. So it's a lot of snaps. That's mm-hmm. a lot of snaps. Anything in the ninety percent of the ninety percentage and above of snaps is uh, yeah, nice. I think like the league leader leader was probably around like eleven hundred mm-hmm. last year. I feel like. Jamal Adams probably yeah. not the linebacker position, but, but still, there's probably a linebacker yeah. around that. Yeah, yeah. Blake Martinez was pretty high too. Yeah, I think so Gabriel Williams. I maybe. guess my quick IDP question would be: you know, a lot of these IDP podcasts that I listen to, they want to sell all these guys like while they're high. So if you're the Leonard owner, do you sell him right now? I mean, yeah. If you're, you could probably get some nice offers. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm always if someone wants to give me a. a, a some really good offensive pieces mm-hmm. for a, a, a defender like that, especially one that I think will probably re- regress mm-hmm. in fantasy terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will definitely entertain that stuff. And my thing too, when you're selling a top tier D guy like this is get somebody who you can kind of supplement him with this year, get some type of crazy offensive piece and then get a pick to where you can kind of try to go replicate him again next year. Yeah. You know, grab a second, no, gosh, a second, get a first, you know, for Leonard or multiples. Um. Yeah, I don't know. People I think love Leonard, man. They're willing to overpay. I think for absolutely. Leonard. I, I, any Josh would. I thought about it. I was like, let me just throw all my first round picks at Lauren in our uh, XFFL league to get Ooh. Leonard away from him. But Lauren's listening. Didn't pull the trigger. It'd be a good time to sell though, because the wave is high. The wave is is gone up higher than it has on Leonard right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll talk more about him here once we get into the battle royale with it being the AFC South. Couple other pieces of news here to hit. Uh, potential uh, Jadeveon Clowney trade destinations, Dolphins, Eagles, Seahawks? Well, I, I saw where the Dolphins, uh, if he is traded there for Tunsil, Tunsil. that would be the guy. I saw mm-hmm. that there would be an uprising in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a thing I actually saw. I was like, exactly, like, how would that work? Would they be like storming the, the Not sure. I didn't, GM's I didn't office have... with swords and pitchforks and torches? Unsure, but yeah, I saw that. I didn't get a chance to read the story, but yeah, they would uh, revolt apparently. So yeah. probably won't happen there. If well, that's there's being leaked. Already a bit of palace intrigue with Brian Flores wanting to ship off Kenny Stills for not being down with the Jay Z NFL Alliance and playing eight straight yeah. Jay Z songs at practice. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, it's, it's odd. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of people shipped out that yeah. uh, aren't down with whatever Brian Flores is selling there in Miami. Why not, man? I'd yeah. get whatever you can for some of those guys. I mean, yeah. Stills is good, yeah. I guess, but if someone's willing to give you some picks, I'd if you're do the, that. If you're the guys in Miami, you'd be right with getting out of Miami. I mean, yeah, I think so. I know they're going to be terrible. Drake's this year. name's been floated. It'd be Kiko's older. Yeah, they wouldn't mind moving Kenyon Drake with uh, yeah. you know Kalen Balage there. Gosh, Balage hasn't looked good this yeah. preseason. I Has don't he think. not? I I think Drake kind of looks like the lead back if he's healthy. Um, I don't put much. Stock just such in the a weird team. Rashad Jones, we talked about with crazy cap. 
Uh, TJ McDonald was uh, uh, released this week. He was. Yeah, um, that was interesting. And then uh, Raekwon's name, I name. I he's know been getting floated. floated. Potential he's cut candidate. Not that good, though. You know, Kiko's a little bit older. Kiko's been in the league since, like, 2012. Cuts will be happening here this weekend. I think you're going to see a lot of big names in the Dolphins. Connor, I'm sure you wouldn't mind seeing Jadevian Clowney getting out of the Colts division. Oh, it'd be great. And twofold, obviously. I mean, how, first off, how pitiful is the uh, Dolphins are in, what, AFC East? Is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. How pitiful is that division? Mm-hmm. It would be great just to see him just break down Brady and get away from terrorizing Colts players. Mm-hmm. But you, know, you talk about a guy that's had just unfortunate, just like Luck, had unfortunate injury history. I don't know if he like stepped in a sprinkler hole or something funky when he hurt his leg his rookie year uh, in one of his first games ever. So yeah, he's just been snake bit from the beginning. But get mm-hmm. him out of the South. I would love nothing more than to see my boy Laramie Tunzel. Uh, leave the Dolphins, come in, and have Javion Clowney absolutely terrorize Tom Brady here for however much longer he could play. That that would be a, a double win for everybody. Do you think that the whole Clowney trade is coming because there's no GM there in Houston? Yes. Yeah, I Because agree. if a coach is unhappy with the way a player is performing, mm-hmm. and there's apparently been some stories questioning Clowney's work ethic, and the GM is there to shield the player from the coach Mm -hmm. shipping him out the door because he's mad about his effort on the field. Mm -hmm. He's kind of that, you know, that defense mechanism, that check and balance against the cult, against the coach Mm -hmm. being the one to make these impulsive decisions. But yeah, there's no GM there right now. man. And I think if there was, you wouldn't have seen them trade a third for Duke Johnson. And I think you would have already seen this clowny deal get done. And maybe even get another running back before now, you know. Yeah. Not only do they have Johnson now, so that's great, but Miller went down and then they released Foreman, you know, before all that happened. So, you know, regardless of whether you like Duke Johnson or not, they've got to bring somebody else in for some depth, whether it's a Carlos Hyde or I'd even heard Alfred Blue's name um, <laughs> come oh, up gross. this week, which no. would be weird. Yeah, you, we'll be watching who gets cut. Mm-hmm. I would love to see someone like Kenneth Dixon get cut and go yeah. there. Um, but yeah, just that whole situation. Also, saw where uh, Clowney said that he was planning on reporting, but then once he found out they were trying to trade him, that he was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to report." Yeah, that sounds like an like an excuse, but yeah. yeah. Uh, just seems like a big mess. That relationship, yeah. it reminds me of the Trent Williams uh, Redskins situation where yeah. that relationship has really just soured. Yeah. Doesn't seem repairable. and like Or like the Antonio Brown situation with the Steelers. It was untenable, mm-hmm. and they just needed a divorce yeah. to, to move to bo- for both parties to move forward. And, so. the, you know, and the problem with a guy like Clowney is, you know, not only do you have to give up, you know, draft picks or players or whatever mm-hmm. to get him, but then you're going to have to pay him a huge deal yeah. or he's going to walk. Yeah. And, you know. And it always just makes me a little nervous seeing guys like this that is it fair to question, you know, Clowney and his commitment and when he's when when this is going on, like you said, was that a little bit of an excuse? Like, well, I was gonna report It's but, convenient, very convenient. But then you said you're gonna trade me, so I'll just continue to hold yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, convenient. It's like do you really want to pay a guy? Like give him probably the biggest defensive deal in NFL history. And that's always After, been a question with him. Yeah. Is his work ethic. Yeah. Have a you lot know? of money tied up in him and uh, JJ. 
together. But JJ yep. is obviously not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, he's, you Legend. know, all the stuff he's done with the hurricane stuff in Houston. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he'll retire at Texas. There. They will never, but I just hate to see that duo, you know, split up. I know. It's a shame. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it's headed to where they're going to be playing again this nothing, year. Nothing, uh, nothing gold can stay, boys. Thank you, Addy. <laughs> just get philosophical on us. Uh, this is a good piece of news here for you, Addy. Uh, Quincy Williams has returned. Yes, sir. This we is got your boy. to mention Quincy Williams every pod. Uh, so he's back. Uh, can't wait to see him. I, I thought he might miss some significant time. This is great yeah, news. Uh, it's, he's a robot, and uh, you know he's back, baby. You're excited. I am excited. I really am. And then, of course, we uh, get the obligatory Fred Warner mentioned in here with Malcolm Smith, former Super Bowl MVP, being released. Bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. This is good for Fred. Fred's great reports all camp. Super excited. Not really concerned with the uh, with the competition coming in with Quan. Uh, I think he's going to be great. I think both are going to thrive. I think uh, I think we're looking at two top twenty finishes out of both of those linebackers. Love it. Yeah, mm. I agree. Get you some, Fred. Mm-hmm. This has been our obligatory Fred Warner mention, brought to you by Sweet Lightning Mountain Dew. Love you, Fred. Can't wait to die for you, baby. That's right. Markham is taking that bullet. It is happening. Your dad, too. All right. Both. Is he going to take it twice? You're going to take the bullet, fall down, get back up, and take another one? Yep. I'm proud of you. This is great. All right. We're going to take a little break here to hear about Anchor. And when we come back, round four of the IDP Battle Royale, y'all stick around. Don't go anywhere. I got to say that I always love coming back from a break, thinking about Markham doing that ad read. Markham, I just want to thank you for blessing us and the listeners with that comedic genius there. Yeah, no problem, man. Where did that come from in your in your brain? Who knows? Never know. Never know. There's. Uh, I'm always yeah. just fascinated by what's going on yeah. up there. Don't try and figure it out, man. Just go with it. Just like a constant yeah, uh, nightmare my, my favorite thing about the breaks is is the conversations, which we're, we're coming off a pretty cool one. Uh, is Andrew Luck on pills, and has Marvin Harrison... Killed some people, and how deep uh, into gang activity is he? Connor, what was your comp? This may be the best comp I've ever heard as far as athlete to pop culture reference. What? Who did you just compare Marvin Harrison to? So Marvin's comp that I was talking to Josh and Bobby and Adam about at the break was Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. It has to be ideal comp. I mean, just this quiet, level-headed guy. He could obviously... Never be the head of this major cartel operation. In, in Marvin's case, this NFL stud that runs a car wash and is allegedly just double fist and pistols like a GTA game. Go back, check out the ESPN articles from like, uh, I'd say 2007, 8, 9, right after he retired. Dude is a straight gangster. Yeah, allegedly. A real gangster. Not like fake paper gangster like some of these NFL guys. Yeah. Like... The dude who threw the girl on the bed of guns, um, yeah. Greg Hardy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, He's, uh, yeah, he keeps quiet and low-key. He's a real gangster. Speak softly and carry a big Stick. gun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe maybe one day, guys, we can set up a Patreon where there's just like a live stream of us from the minute we walk in the Sode Shack. Mm. Yeah. And if you're at like the highest level Patreon, which would be like one person, mm. maybe yeah. someone from the Listener League would want to have that. Yeah. You can just hear the full, because it's a good like 
We sit. We are in the Sochak for a good like two and a half to three hours. Yeah, we got here around eight thirty, yeah. and we've you know Pushing only been 11. recording for about an hour. So we've yeah. also had a hour. an hour of just stupid, mindless banter, yeah. but before and after and between takes. But yeah, Connor just delivering an absolute goal tonight. So yeah, thank you, Connor. That Gus Fring mm-hmm. comp is is incredible. I'm just yeah. I'm very very humbled to be in the presence of greatness tonight. <laughs> Do you guys feel better getting to get all this stuff out? Talk. Andrew Luck and no Luck's still not our quarterback, so okay, still not great, right, but well, feel better, yeah. Thank you though, guys, for doing this. From like an F minus to like, yeah, maybe an you F. Know, making wow. yourself vulnerable. We appreciate Proud it, Adam. Voice, love yeah, we've we've cried all the tears we can cry. Yeah. So let's get into it now, guys. Round four of the IDP Battle Royale. This is the NFC South versus the AFC South. Up to this point, the NFC three and O, the East, the North. And the West, all victorious over their counterparts. So we'll see if the AFC South can break the streak tonight. Bobby, why don't you get us going with the NFC South? This is the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Buccaneers. Who made the all-star lineup from the NFC South? So the two defensive tackles are going to be Grady Jarrett and Kawan Short. Uh, the two DNs are going to be Cam Jordan Brian Burns. The three linebackers, Deion Jones, Luke Keekley, and Levante David. The two safeties, Keanu Neal, Eric Reed. The two cornerbacks, Dante Jackson, Marshawn Lattimore. The flex goes to Devin White. And honorable mentions to DeMonte Kazee and Dominican Sue, Sheldon Rankins, Mario Addison, and Marcus Davenport. So the biggest shocker here for me, guys, because um, we like to mix it up a little bit. You know, it's easy to just go chalk and just pick the guys that everyone knows, that everyone likes. But I liked us swinging for the fences a little bit here with a couple of rookies in Brian Burns at defensive end and Devin White in the flex. And these are both guys that obviously have high draft pedigree, that have been getting a ton of buzz. Um, And it's fun sometimes, I think, especially in the IDP world, to take that big swing because these guys both, maybe not year one, but especially in a Dynasty League IDP format, these are guys that could really pop year two, year three, and pay dividends if you're the one that takes the swing on them. Yep. Yep. And a lot of what's appealing about some of these guys is they are such great values. You know, you can get them late in the drafts and they can be big payoffs. Um, but yeah, Brian Burns has certainly looked the part so far in his young career. Yeah, and Devin White, obviously, very excited about him there next to Levante David in Tampa Bay. This is a nasty linebacking core that the NFC South has. You have Deion Jones, Luke Keekley, and Levante David, three guys that, if healthy, should all be top 12, top 15 finishers. Deion Jones, my personal number one. Uh, That's my boy. Uh, Luke Keekley, top five for me again this year. And uh, Levante David, top 12. For now, sure. We'll see with David. He is still hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's been back to practice yet. Uh, we talked previously on, on, uh, an episode about how he could maybe miss the first two weeks. I think they have like 10, 10, uh, 10 days between the first two games. So, you know, Devin White could be ultra productive to start the year. So maybe a good time to grab Devin White if you can. Right. Uh, because if David does miss, yeah, you're right. That's going to be, he's going to be in a nice situation because not only will he have the tackle opportunities, mm-hmm. but those rookie linebackers, the reason you see them pop so much is they get targeted so yeah. much in pass coverage. Still learning a lot. Still learning. That's exactly right. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the opportunities for tackles will definitely be there. I also like this safety combination. Mm-hmm. Keanu Neal yeah. is really good. Eric Reed came back and had the nice bounce back season with the Panthers. Like Kazee as well. That's a hard that's a hard one to pick between those two those three guys there. Yeah, he filled in great last year for uh Keanu when yeah. he went out with the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. So Con, what uh I know you're more of an AFC South guy, but who jumps off the screen here for you in the NFC South uh, NFC South All Star lineup? Well, I won't be making any news with a few of these picks here, but like you just touched on, Josh, I thought Eric Reed had a phenomenal bounce back year, obviously after everything he overcame. Uh, got a great payday, had a great year last year, performed when called upon. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore with the Saints had a great year. So those those would be two guys. I feel like Keekley would be a lazy pick. Obviously, I know some of his injury history, especially obviously as it relates to concussions, can can be a bit concerning. But, I mean, once again, he, he's like a Leonard-type guy. He's the OG Leonard. I mean, he's just an all-over-the-field type guy. Uh, you know, you go back to an Eric Reed and, and Marshawn, same thing with them. They're just playmakers. They're guys that always, always, always find their way around the ball. Unbelievable, yeah. Connor. Yes, yeah, stepping step right in. God, I love anytime that. you're welcome, Unreal. brother. He better take your seat, Addy. Yes, sir. I'm watching you. You just shifted into territorial defensive <laughs> yeah. posture right there. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't actually trust you anymore, Connor. <laughs> I tell you what, you interned for us. You bring us the Popeyes. Yeah. And the Taco Bell. We'll talk about potential stuff. Potential stuff. This is very, very specific, Adam. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, and the uh, as Connor mentioned, one of the great joys is just watching Luke Keekley patrol the field and just get sideline to sideline. Like, for being a white boy, this guy can move, dude. He is yeah. fast. Just a legend, man. From the moment he came into the league, just it's fun. Just that's a player that I enjoy. Just uh, if I want a nice LOL, just go back and look at his career stats. Just ridiculous. He's insane. I mean, he yeah. has been the model of consistency when he's been healthy. Yeah, he's that guy, man. He's awesome. He is really good. Bobby, who was there? Any surprises for you here in the NFC South? When we do this, sometimes it was like the AFC. North, when we said, oh my gosh, is Devin Bush already the best linebacker in the AFC North? Was there anything that surprised you or jumped out to you from the NFC South? Um, not necessarily. I really like our flex spot there with Devin White. I think he good choice. performs well this year. Um, I know, you know, we've probably been a little bit more hyped so far on Devin Bush out of Pittsburgh just because he kind of seems to fit that gritty you know, Steelers roll a little bit better, but you know, and some of the preseason stuff and particularly against the Browns, I thought, uh, I thought Devin White looked really good. So I don't know. I guess my IDP question here would be Levante David or Devin, um, White here produces more in 2019. That's tough. I think if Levante David is healthy, I would still take him. Uh, but if he misses more than two games, mm-hmm. of course, Let's say that Devin White uh, stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I think White could overtake him because yeah. it's just all about snaps. I mean, yeah, White's got the advantage right now. Mm-hmm. That know. was that was one thing that reading through uh, Tom's articles for Dynasty Football League dot uh, com, where he went through all the teams and projections, he just said missing two or three games mm-hmm. drops you out of that top twelve into like that twenty to thirty range just so quickly because it's such, and we we. The, the rankings sometimes can be a little deceptive because you see a guy at like nine, 
10, 11, 12, and then guys down at like 18, 19, and you mm-hmm. think, wow, that's such a big gap between those guys. No. It's just a matter of yeah. one or two tackles per game, yeah. which really comes down to snaps. Those guys are very serv- serviceable throughout the year. Yeah. Like, you know, guys that finished uh, – 18 through 30 last year were guys like Avery Williamson, Fred Warner, and you were ecstatic if you had, you know, guys like that on your oh, team. Oh, yeah. Very productive week to week. Absolutely. So, um, anything else here, guys, on the NFC South that jumps out? Dante Jackson was great last year at cornerback. I had him. Mm-hmm. I think he finished in our league as cornerback one. Yep. Or close to it, maybe cornerback two. Uh, but he had a great, great rookie season. Yeah, uh, and he's exactly what you want—that rookie cornerback who is going to get thrown at a lot. Yeah, and he was that guy. I do worry seeing him on All or Nothing. He did seem to be a little bit uh, kind of stubborn, and uh, you know you don't like to see that from a rookie. Some of the older guys were trying to like coach him. He's like, "Man, I'm good. Like, just leave me alone." Like, yeah, I saw that. He was not taking coaching or like mentoring very well from these guys. So that's probably just like a rookie thing, you know, coming yeah. in with a big Maybe. head from college you know being drafted high so but i do like dante jackson he is a definite pickup if you're in a league where you have to start cornerbacks did we mention uh some of the uh, honorable mention guys we have yeah we mentioned who they were but um really really like uh we talked about marcus davenport he was a guy on the first episode right uh dark horse breakout for defensive end yeah yeah it was a tough choice between uh burns and davenport but we Mm -hmm. just put uh, burns up there because we didn't want to be redundant. But yeah, both those guys are. You could easily put Davenport over Brian Burns, yeah. and no one would blame you. Sue probably really only valuable in a D tackle D tackle league. league. Right. Yeah, and and even in our league, he's not owned. I, I was looking that up just a minute huh. ago. Uh, he four, should be. He yeah. probably should be. Thirty six solos on the year, four sacks last year. So I don't know. I'm sitting here trying to think as a Rams fan whether he outproduces that in Tampa or not. Probably pretty similar. I would say. I don't know. He'd be worth a, a stash if you had that defensive tackle no required more spot. McCoy, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's always been productive there. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's fe- stepping into that McCoy role, yeah. McCoy's always been valuable in D tackle required leagues. So wow. go go check your go check your free agent pool and yeah. see if uh see mm-hmm. if Mr. Sue is out there. So let's shift now, guys. AFC South, Colts, Jags, Titans, and Texans. I'll read this one here. We've got defensive tackle Jarrell Casey and Danico Autry. Defensive end Calais Campbell and J.J. Watt. Linebackers Darius Leonard, my boy Jayon Brown, and Miles Jack. Safeties Ronnie Harrison and Kevin Byard. Cornerbacks Kenny Moore and Adoree Jackson. In the flex is Justin Houston. An honorable mention Josh Allen, Bernardrick McKinney, Zach Cunningham, and Justin Reed. So, Connor, the Colts very well represented here on the AFC South All-Star lineup. You've got Danico Autry, Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore, and Justin Houston. What's your outlook for these guys here going into the 2019 season? Well, I think like uh, one of you all mentioned earlier, when you're going to be on the field potentially less offensively, it's going to obviously give your defensive guys a chance to shine a little bit more. So for that argument earlier of do I think luck not being there hurts or helps guys like uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball for the Colts from an IDP standpoint, I would assume, in my opinion, it will help because they're going to be on the field more. They're not going to be converting as much as um, you know uh, from just an offensive standpoint. So love Leonard. That's an easy one. Um, obviously Kenny Moore, I mean, just for such a small guy, he is just super impressive. I think one of the Barber brothers was just talking about him and 
Um, you know, how he's uh, essentially he plays like what a slot corner position. He, he's about just your prototypical slot corner position with that. I like Justin Houston. I think he adds a, a, a great veteran presence. One guy on this list that's an absolute monster that's not a, obviously a Colts player, Kevin Bayard. Love seeing him get paid for the Titans. He is an absolute freak show. So he's somebody that. You know, for Colts players going over the middle or anything else, whether you're talking about long balls or just getting absolutely wrecked, he's a terror out there. So, love Kenny Moore. I'm glad we paid him and kept him. Um, Darius Leonard's low-hanging fruit. Uh, and Justin Houston, once again, good veteran presence that I think will provide uh, some some solid, uh, you know, some solid play for us. But Danico Autry, he was one of the guys, when you go back and you look at everything that a lot of the Colts beat riders and everybody talked about during camp, he's one of the guys that had – the best camp. He basically lived in the backfield all camp long, uh, whether you're talking about Kevin Bowen or any of the people from the Indianapolis Star. Um, so I expect him to have a very big year for a defense that's been revamped, retooled, and has a lot more uh, lot more players out there. And I think we'll see the field a lot more without Andrew Luck. So excited to see Danico Autry, Darius Leonard, uh, Kenny Moore, and Justin Houston. I mean, like you said, the Colts are well represented. ton of studs on this list. Yeah, it's nice to see. We've got a good smattering here from every team. I mean, you've got the Texans. You've got, let's see, J.J. Watt and then Bernardrick McKinney and Zach Cunningham, as well as Justin Reed on the honorable mention. Uh, the Titans, you have Jarrell Casey and Jayon Brown and Kevin Bayard. And then uh, Jags, you also have uh, Ronnie Harrison, Calais Campbell, Miles Jack, uh, so a good Quincy Williams, yeah. yeah. Quincy will be on this list next year. Of come, course. come hell or high water. That's something I noticed. You, you know, uh, comparing the two, the AFC South is deep. Mm-hmm. Like just the honorable mention guys we have: Josh mm-hmm. Allen, McKinney, Cunningham, Justin Reed. I like those guys a lot more mm-hmm. uh, than Sue. Know, right? Yeah. Mario Addison. Yeah. You know, yeah. AFC South marks. surprisingly a deep division, and we could have. I, I guarantee you, we could have named some more guys and know? across all teams. You know, it oh, seems yeah. like all teams have a lot of really good studs here. I agree. AFC South definitely good, uh, good defenses. Uh-huh. So um, the you know the big question mark for me is JJ Watt because he's one of those guys. I think we've talked about this before. It's funny, a, a newcomer comes into an IDP league and he's like, "I'm taking JJ Watt first over," and it just seems like a sucker play. Yeah, but he was the defensive end one yeah. like runaway last year in our league. Yeah. Do you all see him this year, not for dynasty purposes, but if he stays healthy, let's say maybe you even take away a game, 15 games, because it's, it's hard to get him to play all 16. Mm-hmm. But let's say he plays 15 or 16 games. Is he the DN1 in your mind right now? Yeah, potentially. <clears throat> I mean, oh, we talked about this, I think, last episode, but it's he's in the conversation. It's him, Miles Garrett, Daniel mm-hmm. Hunter, Joey mm-hmm. Bosa. Uh, those would be my candidates. Um, but yeah, I feel like the biggest thing in that is just the, if I feel like that, if gets bigger every year, you know what I mean? It seems like he's more and more injury prone and like, I'm glad he had a healthy season last year, but man, he's one of those guys, he terrorizes the Colts, but you want to see JJ Watt healthy. Yeah. Same with Clowney, you know? I mean, you want to see Clowney healthy as well, but you know they've both kind of been injury plagued throughout their and, careers, especially JJ. And you also worry if, you know, if Clowney goes, yeah. uh, JJ's going to get more attention by himself. Yeah, that's he'll be under more stress. Yeah, you know. Hopefully, he doesn't retire. Yeah, really, that'd be a bummer. 
Because he could. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had, had some, some major injuries. He's had some major, major injuries. Back issues are yeah. no no joke, and he's yeah. had a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Con, who is the one person on this list that terrorizes you the most when the Colts' offense is on the field? Who who gives you the most night terrors here? That's a tough list. Jarrell Casey, people don't forget. You're the one that started this whole nightmare with Andrew Luck when you, I think you basically bust his, his spleen or his kidney or something along the sorts against Tennessee three and four years ago. So, you know, once upon a time, I would say Jarrell Casey. If we're talking everybody here is healthy on this list, it would have to be J.J. Watt. I mean, the guy's a monster. Uh, you know, he's somebody that, you know, like Markham said, it could be an addition by subtraction type thing where, um, you know, if if uh, if we lose Clowney, they're obviously going to add more people to J.J. Watt, and it could be a situation where more bodies on him equals, you know, less healthy plays he's able to go. So all things considered, if they're able to keep Clowney and Watt together, I think Watt on this list is somebody – I mean, we've just been waiting on this. It's kind of like talking about luck and the Colts to evolve. When are we finally going to see J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney healthy on the same field mm-hmm. together at the same time? So if all things are considered and that's the case, whew, I mean, I love Kevin Byard. I think he's an absolute monster for the Titans. I mean, he's – in my opinion, I know the Titans aren't somebody that are world beaters year in and year out. That guy is a monster. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, though, from a defensive end, when you talk about wrecking the quarterback in a passing league and considering all the tools he has right now in, in the Texans team, uh, he would just uh, – it's an easy pick, but I, I don't – like you said, it's one of those. You can make fun of the guy that takes him first overall, but you would be silly to not sit here and name him on this list. Not sure that you can get a more legendary uh, set of defensive ends right there. Yeah. Watt and Campbell. Mm-hmm. Seriously. We'll get into it. Uh, let's let's just go ahead and dive into it now. Yeah. And uh, and talk about you know who who wins here, and we'll jump back to defensive tackle, but we can just go right to defensive end. And I love Cam Jordan. Think he's highly underrated. We didn't talk about a whole lot about him because what really needs to be said. Yeah. Absolute stud, top five guy. Um, and I think that Burns has huge upside. But I just said JJ and Calais are gods. Yeah. I mean they are absolute. Hall of Fame level talents. Yep. And until proven otherwise, and this could be the year, especially for Calais. We've mentioned some of the concerns yeah. with the, you know, embarrassment of riches on the Jags defensive line. But until proven otherwise, those guys are the gold standard. Yeah, agree. Yeah, same. Bobby, this is the first year I think in our IDP league that I don't own Calais, which is a little upsetting. But that's he all got right. pretty expensive though. He did. He did. He did get pricey for multiple years too. So it's kind of odd. That's one of those buttons in RSO to where you start running out of money and, you know, lengthening the contract is the only way to get the guy by making, you know, yep. per year cheaper. So, yep. um, there you go. All right. Defensive tackle. Um, we covered Grady Jarrett's potential on the first episode. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, I like him as a potential, uh, breakout guy, potential top 24 guy. Uh, but, Jarrell Casey and Danico Autry are a nasty, under-the-radar duo, duo, so I'm going AFC South on defensive tackle. Markham, it looks like you are as well. Right there with you. Big Autry fan. Do you have Autry in XFFL? I got him. I got him. That was a nice grab. Yeah, excited about him. But, yeah, I was same thing. I've been reading a lot of great stuff about him all all, uh, offseason. Is he your starting defensive tackle probably in XFL, he'll definitely be in the rotation potentially. I mean, I have mm-hmm. Griffin uh, right now. I have uh, Cam Jordan. Well, he's my defensive tackle, okay, but I have okay. uh, 
I have Cam Jordan and Everson Griffin. Do they have Autry listed as a DN in RSO? He's a DN. So okay. Could, I thought wow. he was a D tackle. Yeah, so it's huh. good for me in there. Yeah, that's nice. I, I need DN help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby, so he'll who, be in the rotation. Who are you going with here? AFC South, for sure. Love Jarrell Casey. So, so good. I looked him up today, too, because I actually own uh, Jeffrey Simmons as well. Um, and I know he's going to be out majority of the year, still rehabbing from that um, ACL. And I was wondering, uh, Casey's contract is actually for several more years. Um, he's contracted through like 2022, I think. Um, uh, but it will be super, super helpful. Um, helpful. Sorry. It's 11 o'clock here. Yeah. Um, that torn labia <laughs> getting to you. It is. Um, it'll be very helpful for Simmons having Casey there. Um, I think that'll be kind of a Calais and Josh Allen kind of a duo there. Somebody to learn, um, you know, underneath of. So yeah, man, love drill, Casey. All right. So. AFC South going strong so far. Linebacker. Um, I hate to go against my dude, Jayon. He's got that linebacker, uh, you know, top 12 upside this year. And I hate to go against the linebacker one from last year and my boy in Darius Leonard. But the NFC South has three guys, as I mentioned, that if healthy, should finish inside the top 12. Connor, do you agree? Are you going NFC South over AFC South here? If Darius Leonard is involved, and you know we're 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 talking about him, I'm I'm still, and I may be biased. I'm probably going to have to stick AFC South uh, if we're just talking about pure defensive talent here. So, um, just in terms of the people we talked about earlier, you know, you're talking about uh, Darius Leonard, uh, Jalen Brown, Miles Jack, just a ton of talent across the board. So, I, once again, maybe a homer pick. I'm staying AFC South. You call my boy Jay on Jalen one more time, and I'm going to reach across this table and slap it's, you. It's, it's the White Claws. I, I came from a Western tailgate. I'm Once again, I'm rehashing something. I feel like I'm talking to my therapist here, going over Andrew Luck details. WKU just lost a few few hours ago, hey, so it's been a rough. No laws, baby. No laws when you're drinking claws. So. Shout out, new sponsor. <laughs> new sponsor for the pod, White Claws. Yeah, um, it, it was tough. It really is. It's It's close because I think – Jayon, obviously, I think has top 12 potential. So does Leonard. It really just came down to that so does last Jack. one. You know, yeah, Jack could really it's, surprise. It's really close. He's got a great opportunity. It's I'm, really close. I'm doing it. This is in, this is in pen, but I'm changing. I'm, I'm going AFC South with Con over here. You know, you gotta, you gotta live a little bit, Josh. That just screwed us up, didn't it? I'll nah. fix it on the fly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That'll mess with you. No, seriously though. I mean, you gotta think about some of these guys. <sighs> Why'd you shift? Why'd you change? Deion Jones is great. Keekley is on the back half of his career. You better be real careful. Levante David (laughs) is interesting. But no, Leonard, Jayon, Miles Jack, I'll I'll take them for the next couple years. Deion Jones! (laughs) Why you got to do that to me, Adam? Why you got to do that to me? That's nasty. That's dirty. Oh, this would have been so much better. On a YouTube thread. Yeah, I wish you could have seen Markham taking his hat and putting it back on about 18 times as the audio just distorts. Thanks for that, Adam. Oh. All right. So. We got Deion Jones. <laughs> just uh, follow up. Uh, Deion Jones involves. I always choose Deion Jones. There's like a, that's your, that's your, uh, Deion Jones bias showing right there. Yeah. All right. So cornerbacks, again, really close for me, but, um, Dante Jackson, Marshawn Lattimore, they're too good to go against, so I'm going NFC South. Bobby, what you got there? Uh, Who did I go here? I went with Lattimore. Even though it's interesting to me that um, last year in our league, I think Tennessee had 
three top 15 corners, which is bizarre. That's so weird. Yeah. What's going on with you Titans? Um, Get it together. Yeah. It's another reason to stream the position outside of Quandre. <laughs> All right. Markham's wheels are falling off. Markham, are you laughing. okay? It's just hilarious how just like we just like nonchalantly moved from me just screaming Deion Jones as loud as I could. Did great job recovering. You Josh. just got to roll with it. I yeah. mean, you've shouted on every Josh episode is of this instrumental podcast. to this setup. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> if you weren't shouting, I'd be like, who is this imposter? <laughs> Kill the imposter. Yeah. This isn't so much for you guys, the listeners. This is more for me. <laughs> Adam just needs to shout sometimes. There's a lot of stress in his life. Y'all don't understand. Yeah, it's helpful. We all need this. Connor, you get it, right? Absolutely. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Connor's got twin boys at home, two pooping and eating and pooping machines that uh keeping you up uh, most of the night, I'd say. I hadn't been up this late, there's no joke, in probably at least two or three years. So I'm borderline delusional, so anything I say on here I cannot be held liable for. So shout out JJ and Bo, they'll be one year old uh, a month uh, from two days ago on the 27th. So September 27th, they'll be one year old, so shout out JJ and Bo. Good Na- little boys. Named after JJ Watt. Absolutely not. He has, he has caused enough harm to my... Uh, Colts fandom, despite me just riding real hard for him, picking the AFC South over the NFC South. But uh, yeah, John Jackson, Gregory Raymer, and Connor Bowden Raymer, y'all boys better be asleep here for the last like five or six hours as your dad is out uh, being a grind boy here at uh, eleven ten. Yeah, it is grind thirty right now on the so check. Daddy's gonna be in a bad mood tomorrow, boys. <laughs> so, Addy, who'd you go with on cornerback? Uh, cornerback. Uh, let's see. I went with the AFC South. You know who cares? Yeah. You, you know, just me. stream you know it. Me. You know stream me. Brand, Hashtag baby. stream it. All right. Uh, safety. We're going. Um, it comes down here for me to Reed versus Harrison. Um, let me make sure I got all these people right here. Yeah, Reed. Eric Reed versus uh, Ronnie Harrison because I think. Kevin Byard and Keanu Neal is very close. Mm. I think both those guys are top five, top six. So for me, it was like, who am I picking between Ronnie Harrison and Eric Reed? And uh, had to go with the young gun and Ronnie Harrison. So give me the Jags and give me the AFC South at safety. Markham? Yeah, this was tough for me, but um, I thought Keanu Neal was the best safety mm-hmm. here. So that's kind of where I went. You know, Neil to me is a top five safety this year. Whereas Bayard, he you know you never know with him. He you could never he could know. be outside the top twelve. He could be you know more in the eighteen to twenty four range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wide variance, kind of like R- Honey Badger. We've talked about Ronnie mm-hmm. Harrison, a guy that I'm definitely high on uh, this year. I could I think he could you know you went and got a, him in XFFL, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I have him uh, in a couple places. So and I know also our our uh, our friend uh, the Tipster is a is a fan as well. Tipster's mm-hmm. a big fan of Harrison. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, Bobby, who'd you go with here? AFC South. I agree with uh, Connor's assessment that uh, Bayard is just a freak show. Love that. There's a reason he's the highest paid safety in the league now. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, flex here, guys. I really think that Justin Houston is probably a safer pick, Mm -hmm. but I really like Devin White's upside better, so I'm going NFC South. Markham, what about you? I'm with you. Devin White. Especially if Levante misses time, that's real juicy. You know, and just the fact that, you know, the rookies are still on the brain from, from last year with how well they all produced. Yeah, so it may just, be coloring our perception a little bit, yeah. but who cares? The opportunity's there. Yeah. It's not like we're extrapolating something that's just, like, not there. Yeah. He's good. He was a top ten pick for a reason. That's right. 
Bobby, yeah. what you got? AFC South, like Houston, veteran presence, just a solid, solid grab there. All right, I think this is how the points broke broke down. If nobody else changed their votes, uh, but the streak has been broken. The AFC South wins eleven to seven, so they will be moving on to face. Uh, some one of the three NFC teams, the NFC East, West, and North, that won the previous three episodes. And on the next episode, we will have the finale of the IDP Battle Royale and see which all-star lineup reigns supreme. We'll probably pit two teams against each other, talk through them, pick a winner, do the other two, talk through, pick a winner, mm-hmm. and then have the championship matchup and compare and see who we like best and who comes out on top. So y'all uh, look forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. Wrap up this series. Gentlemen, we are winding down to episode number six. I promised on Twitter it was going to be the best sixth episode of any podcast mm. anyone has ever heard. I think we delivered. I think we yeah. delivered. Special guest, you know, White Claws. Very yeah. cool. White yeah. Claws. Yeah, we uh, got to watch, uh, you know, our toppers lose. So we're all sorts of really setbacks and adversities have hit, and we're yeah. we're pushing through. Yeah. We're going to hold on. We're going to do our best to uh, power through these troubling and tough thought, times. thought my wife was pregnant walking out the door. That's wow. right. You, you did. Know? Talking wow. about dodging a bullet. You really did. Woo! You don't yeah. even remember how you got over here. I don't remember the drive at all. Definitely drove over a possum. Did you kill really? a possum either? Would, uh, Unbelievable. Were you wow. In, uh, no radio. I'm guessing you were just in silence. No, just... Just in right, a, in wide a eyes, just wide-eyed stare, yeah, yeah. like a deer in headlights. Like yeah. Markham once he finished off that monster, yeah, yeah, or his eyeballs when he was yelling Dion Jones, <laughs> yeah, or shoving his hat off and on. Sorry, guys. I, again, I'm sorry that you, you know. went to another place there. Yeah, I had no control over that. So. <laughs> that you did not, Connor. Appreciate you coming in. You said it all, and we're very proud of you for keeping it together. You're about about two hours and fifteen minutes past your bedtime, so we <laughs> appreciate you coming in and uh, grinding with us. Did a little bit of rambling tonight. I had to vent. You all were like my, you know, three therapists tonight as I mm-hmm. hashed out a little bit of my Andrew Luck anguish that I've gone through, and it's not over. So I, I appreciate you all being my soundboard tonight to kind of go through some some takes that people would consider to be a little bit of conspiracy conspiracy theories by a, a jaded Colts fan. But had a blast with y'all tonight. Can't wait to hear this episode go live. And thank you all for having me. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have you back on. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, class act, Connie. Just a class act. Just really through and through, Connie. Just really proud of all of you guys, Adam. I appreciate you somewhat keeping it together tonight. You didn't. Uh, you let's get out of here right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the storm building like that wave in the perfect storm that destroys the boat. Let's do another ten. Let's another ten, Joshy. Come Wait, on, Markham. Uh, but after as we were coming back in to the shed after watching the end of that Western game, it was like. We could record two episodes tonight. It's like we would be here till two in the morning if that was the case. Hey, I'm on monsters, baby. That's right. You're not going to go to sleep until three anyway. That's right. So, all right. Well, right. thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Big Three IDP. Thanks again to the IDP Tipster for being the exclusive host of the Big Three IDP podcast. Check it out, theidptipster.com, and we'll be coming at you guys next week. With the finale of the IDP Battle Royale, Adam, Bobby, Connor, y'all take care. Have a good night. Pace. You better stop stepping over my outro. I'll do what I want. You son of a... I'll do what... Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.